0: Folk who I was on in the background. I am your host, Ian Shewer, and welcome to the First Time Films podcast. Love is still in the air, lingering like a bad smell this month as we dive into the next instalment of First Time's Romance Month. Today I'm joined by my lovely guest, David. How are you doing?
1: I had myself on mute, yes. Very excited for Romance Month when I'm single as fuck and everyone else in the panel is in love and happy relationships. Good to see you all today. I'll be drinking myself into oblivion.
2: Sounds lovely, (laughs) if not a bit lonely. How are you doing, Jackman? <laughs> I'm decent, clearly better than trough, man. It uh, <laughs> was a bit sad to start off the, the podcast, <laughs> there, but um, no, I'm doing alright, mate. I, I, love is in the air, but it's certainly not with me in this film. Uh, that's oh, that's fine. what I'll say
3: to start oh, as Oh, uh oh, here we go then. Uh, what about you, Nicky? How are you doing today, man? Uh, mate, I'm good. I've been doing fucking loads of these, man. I'm just enjoying getting my opinions first and two for once. <laughs> what well, man? Anyway, today we are
0: talking about the heartbreaking and mind-bending love story that is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Written by Charlie Kaufman, directed by Michelle Gondry, and starring both Jim Carrey and Kip Winslet, Eternal Sunshine tells the story of a doomed couple as they both discover a medical treatment that allows them to forget one another even existed. And without further ado, let's dive in. So guys, um, just to kick the conversation off, are you guys uh, Charlie Kaufman fans in general? Do you like some of his other movies, or are you kind of fans? Do you think he's great? Do you think he's pretentious? Because it seems like there's a couple of camps when it comes to talking about Charlie Kaufman. What do you reckon, well, Dave?
1: Well, you mentioned camps, so I'll go first. Um, I got really, I got really confused actually when I read Charlie Kaufman, right? Because I was like, where do I know that name from? And then I realised I was thinking of Andy Kaufman. Jim Carrey played in Man of the Moon so I just oh, went
3: nice.
1: a proper rabbit hole with that one it's horrible as Nicky I don't know what Nicky's doing Nicky what are you up to what are you doing now he's jumping
3: out of um, the something. just I think. moving about why he's oh that sounds absolutely horrible trying to get my opinions out I of you know, um, probably best to just get yours out the way then
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ian I have to say Charlie Kaufman the only film of his I've seen is being John Malkovich which I did think aired on the side of wanky, so I was happy that this one was less wanky. Is how I'd sum up my thoughts. <laughs> You're
2: kidding me on. You don't think this is wanky? Oh Never. my! No, goodness. Jack.
1: Jack well, I said less wanky. Than
3: <laughs> wanky. Okay, well, well I'll,
0: I'll, let, I'll, I'll let Jack take the reins then. So, yeah, Charlie Coppin fan apart
2: from Eternal Sunshine. Have you seen any of his other movies or uh, your own? Movies? I have not. I have not. Um, I've certainly not seen Being John Malkovich. Um, and I don't know any other uh, films of his, if I'm honest. But if, if they are anything like this, then I, I can tell I'm probably not going to be a massive fan of it. I'd, act- I'd actually say that this is a kind of more entry level Charlie Kaufman movie. There's definitely like it definitely there's definitely wankier, and I'd also say there's less wanky. But uh... it's, it's not even I don't know. I suppose there was definitely parts of it that I thought was wanky and just like I get what it was trying to do, but. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's just—it's really not for me. I don't think the way that it tells a story just isn't how how is not how is not a way to get me interested. I don't think. And normally oh, okay. I do quite like cult films and stuff, but um, I don't know. St- just <laughs> structurally, this was just—it just was all over the place for me, and I, I didn't like it. It was like unconventional for all the wrong reasons. I think. All right, some
0: some strong opinions. Some Jack. There. Let's see. What, what do you reckon again? Are you oh, a, a Charlie Kaufman fan?
3: But I don't didn't know who he was, to be honest. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I've wanted to see this for ages because I'm a massive Jim Carrey fan. Yeah. And I thought it was class, mate. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Loved every minute of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean thank, thank God. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that
0: because uh, that's <laughs> really one of my favourite films, actually. Um, I feel like I, I think I might be the only person on the panel here who has seen it before. And I've watched it a good few times now. It's actually like one of my favourite movies. I absolutely I'm looking
3: it. forward to watching it again. Because of what it's like.
0: Yeah, I mean, do you know it's actually I feel like this kinda happens with a lot of kinda his movies, but this is me trying to sound as unwanky as possible. like there are like wee details and things that you only get from kinda picking up more and more viewings. But uh I understand I understand what you mean. I feel like um uh Charlie Kaufman can definitely be a wee bit kinda too wanky for his own good sometimes. I mean, you know, it's like I think Jack, see, if you didn't like this one, I feel like maybe you shouldn't dive down the Charlie Kaufman rabbit hole. In fact, because there's some of the movies that he, he, like I feel like are even too too much even too much for me. And um, there, in fact, there was one that I think I liked. It was called *Synecdoche, in New York*, which mm-hmm. is about a guy who um, he tries to make like a kind of living play, which is like a whole city large. Uh, it's kind of, it's like a representation of his own life, and then there's plays within the plays within the plays within the plays. Like, I, you you know,
1: I like the sound of that. <laughs> it
2: was like you know, it's like a <laughs> kind of and Nolan on crack kind of concept. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't even think that that's my issue. I don't think the fact that it it has this sort of, repetition of like repetition or like, oh, I don't even I don't even know what the words to use, but like parallel universe or parallel. Memory. I don't even know what the, the terminology to use, literally, but that is not really what's put me off, although I did, you know, I did find it a bit like de-motivating or de-encouraging, uh, like, I don't know, it just wasn't something that I could get into, but the thing that I found most strange about the whole film was the, like, the lack of likability in any of the, like, the characters that I'm watching, for me, That's like, what the, I love, man. No, the Kate Winslet character, right, is just an <laughs> absolute raging alcoholic freak. And if I met her on a train, I'd be actually, like, shooing her away. I'd be like, shoot, <laughs> shoot, you <laughs> fucking weird
3: freak. I think, I think that's the point, though, that we look at them and think there's nothing really redeeming. about uh, the but they see the whole, so the whole way through things, it. Things, you
2: know I mean? No, but the whole way through it, like, all the characters, I know it's, I know there's, like, this weird memory-wiping uh, technology that we obviously don't fully have in this world, you know. Um, and it's clearly given off a kind of obscure vibe. But what's with everybody's haircuts? Why do they not just give them normal haircuts? <laughs> the I honestly haircuts, think if they had the normal haircuts, haircuts, I would have been even a wee bit more into it. But see, I can because say haircuts
3: are get... so you know what time they're at. So when she's got blue hair, it's
2: when their memories I, have been I know white. the colours, know the colours here, of her start hair. But, what about Mark Ruffalo's hair? They didn't need to have his hair. What well, a shark. Hey, 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 easy get buddy. It's, it's, it early, it tiggins, it's the early two thousands.
0: That's what they had. I'm right? sorry, yeah, but I can <laughs> this more, right. I mean, just across the board. If you even look at kind of like, mo- mo-
2: models from back then, they're in these kind of like three quarter cut jeans and <laughs> fucking <old> all <laughs> <fucking laughs> cuts yeah. and all
3: that. I'm
2: <laughs> sorry, but see, absolutely but nobody had that fucking facial hair that Elijah Wood had going on. If they did, <laughs> they would like, get scalped about the place. <laughs> we were seven at that point, though. Do you, I remember people cutting about like that, like weirdos? No, I said they yeah. yeah. are. Aye, because they're all weirdos. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely not <laughs> one of the characters, and it was likable because they're all if, freaks that are to oh the extra no, memories. Dude, I get like I
3: I it when def- it gets sad and stuff. Did you not feel bad for him? Absolutely not.
2: Absolutely I, 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 not. I said it's, I like he, I, he I, absolutely deserved it
0: because I completely disagree. I feel like um, I feel like, uh, but it shows. It shows these like folk and like a kind of. It doesn't it doesn't show them in a kind of pure uh, like melodramatic romantic light it's not about kind of it's realistic like, it's, all, it's like yeah it's realistic it's like these are just two like deeply flawed people and it's showing you the ins and outs of their relationship and when they say bad things about each other and especially with the kind of tape kind of tape scene at the end it's like these are kind of them having to these are people in pain that have to let out like let out these kind of awful feelings because the, the kind of pain or the heartbreak, they're feeling is so strong and it's uh, cultivated cultivated from like some serious dysfunction. I don't, but I don't think that
2: makes them like bad people though. I think it just kind of makes them human. Nah, yeah. I uh, guess. I guess that's what I guess that's what's annoying me is the fact that they they've been given like realistic or humanistic uh, features, but then they've just made them complete caricatures like giving them pure stupid haircuts and I, I don't I really don't
1: <laughs> the hair's an issue here the hair's clearly become an issue here I want how like I'm going to put in the description of this episode like, like you can't capture this level of hatred and anger from Jack so I'm just going to put Jack has issues with production design and costume is what I'm going to write that's down. certainly one of the
3: issues see I never even thought certainly about was. stuff all I was thinking was I don't know what the budget for this was right but how did they get that amount of people in it? Because you've got Elijah Wood just after Lord of the Rings, Kirsten Dunst in the middle of and Spider Man and all that, and Mark Ruffalo, I don't know what he was doing at the time, but he's Mark Ruffalo, and then Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey, at like the Peak of his Powers. So that must have been some budget to get all them on board. I mean, you know what? I feel like he's like, uh, he
0: gonna, he's like, I feel like he was already like, a gonna... to well, in fact, I don't actually know that many movies from long before. I suppose Bean John Malkovich would have been. Oh, in fact, he brought out two kind of really big movies before Eternal Sunshine. It was Bean John Malkovich and then Adaptation. Um, adaptation is a fantastic movie, by the way. I definitely recommend it. I'd actually say it's less. Um, in fact, yeah, Jack, I think you'd actually really like it. I mean, if you like Nicolas Cage, like, if you like Nicolas Cage when he's good, then you'll love adaptation. Cause yeah, it's not Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, Nicolas Cage plays himself and his twin brother. Uh, and they're okay. both aspiring writers, and they want it's to uh, adapt. And they want to adapt a uh, kind of old
2: novel. It's it's fantastic. Um, that definitely sounds more up my street. I think I just really, really struggled to get into the yeah. Kate Winslet, Jim Carrey <laughs> dynamic here. And then you,
0: the, Kate, the Kate Winslet card. I feel like I know. I know what you're talking about.
2: This kind of. She's bundled, kind of, yeah, I'm a bit quirky, a bit kooky, you know, like... But like Not even not even a bit quirky, like an actual psychopath that's going to wipe your mind, kind of quirky. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Which is inevitably what happens, Jim. Uh, so- Jim? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what
2: would you Jim Carrey? Of course, I'm not no calling Ian, Jim. Uh, <laughs> you know, if I was Jim. Ca- <laughs> if I was Joel or whatever his body name was, the last thing I'd be doing would be, carrying a conversation with this freak. And I think and then on top of that, like Jim Carrey is like clearly get some serious psychosis or like he's like talking to himself in his brain and I get that people think their thoughts, but this guy is uh, to me just portrayed as an absolute psychopath from start I, um, I think it's I think it's just narrating I think of a bit of He's, like,
0: dreaming. He's, like, he's like become aware that he's in the dream. But he's, you know, he's under, this, uh, he's under that kind of anesthetic type
3: thing. So I think I'm getting amazing in this, man. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know oh. how you could think it now. He's unbelievable. He seems <laughs> so sad. Like, this guy, everything you see him in, even if it's dramatic, he's got some funny bits, like the Truman yeah. Show and things like that. But this, is just, there's not anything funny about him. He's just sad all the time.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, to be honest, that's I think... It's fu- so think, funny how, how the the just differ because I seriously couldn't take it seriously like for for what it is I, I couldn't feel sad for him at all Um and oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, man? you're breaking my heart
3: I'm sorry I not I'm sorry. I, I not seen I watched that. I was like everyone's gonna love this oh, <laughs> I get <laughs> uh, why, why,
0: why don't you chime in I feel like uh, I feel like you've been, you've been sitting on the back burner here like uh, as okay. always um, uh, what what the voice I'm of doing reason doing on this podcast,
1: podcast you know as always the voice of reason i will say i get where jack's coming from there was bits of this movie that i did struggle to get behind for example they hold back in this mystery with elijah wood's character um that would basically reveal like the t- true timeline of events that you've watched and i found that pretty obvious like see as soon as like we see seen elijah Woods pop up and we see more about the story unfold i was like oh so this thing we saw at the start that's going to be in the future you know what I mean? Yeah. So It frustrated me that the movie held out in that for so long because it felt like it was insulting. Like, my intelligence as a, a film watcher, if you get what I mean. I don't like when movies do that, when I can preempt them that heavily, but they act as though it's going to be like, oh, this groundbreaking twist, like, that annoys me. Having said that, mm. like, I loved the the melancholic tone of this film overall. Yeah. Uh, it's something that really resonated with me. And I think in terms of, like, a movie that deals with relationships, it was it was refreshing for it to ta- go into that sort of depth of it because a lot of the romantic comedies that we've covered is sort of like that surface level or oh, yeah. it's a good romance or it's all about love, it's all about how much you love the other person but there is happy inside and love and hate in every relationship and I like that it captured that realism of it and yeah, you know ultimately that was the same grace <sighs> of the film
2: I am sorry though like if you think that this is a regular relationship at any point, because to be honest, what have <laughs> been we feels, can't wipe memories either. It's not,
3: it's not real. It's just, it's not real. But it's it is like it, real people who have that. Is a,
0: it was a dysfunctional relationship. It's a dysfunctional relationship, but it's also, but it's also it is it is real, and it's also even though it might be exaggerated, it might be exaggerated for kind of dramatic effect. Like you can remember having these kind of, you can remember having these kind of conversations. These kind of kind of resentment, these uh, kind of un, unsolved unsolved but issues, kind of take hold, like take hold in a, like take hold in a relationship. So I, I, I completely, I really, uh, I really agree with what you said there, David. Like, um, I feel like what this film does best is like not that kind of like over romantic thing that you see in loads of romance films, because you realise that kind of relationships aren't really about like the kind of big gestures, the kind of the big the massive romantic moments. It's not about. This, yeah. but it's Also, not about the big. Fights either. It's all the stuff in between that makes it up. Like even the just memories. the, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly the memories. Exactly, like yeah, uh, them, the, <laughs> them sitting at the, them sitting at the movies, just uh, doing impre- doing impressions or pretending to strangle each other with a the pillow. These kind of little subtle moments like that because that's the stuff you. That's the stuff you remember. That's the stuff you love, isn't it? Well, how they you pretend to strangle
1: each other? <laughs> I, I couldn't get it beyond like, the haircut, man. I thought it was like
3: a kink, like like genuinely. No you didn't, you're all I wild. don't know.
2: I don't know. But see
3: I like... thought they had like suffocation kink. Oh, I thought you meant when they were kids. <laughs> I, when they're older, I kind of thought that as well. That they were. No, they're just, bad, bad,
2: they're just me- they're just
0: messing around up like, nah, oh, I like, like, nah. Ed, why would you want? a would you pretend you're dead for, and see how long you can like hold your face for? Where <laughs> like, yeah. he's well, he enjoying herself So, you know, like, he does the scene where he's, uh, he pretends to, he puts the tomato ketchup in his throat, and then lies on the floor, and then she just steps over him, and this is aye,
1: him. aye.
0: on. So it's kind of working backwards. Uh that makes sense now. I genuinely thought it was a kink. That's how I read it. <laughs> 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 That's why Jack thinks they're such psychos. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> tackling like <strangling> each other. <laughs>
2: That's not even that's not even
0: the worst. Of it. Right, the
2: haircuts. You haven't,
0: you haven't mentioned the haircuts. Haircuts, <laughs> <laughs> man. So let's let's talk about kind of, uh, the the movie in kind of wider scale. See, the did you like did you like the memory removal concept? What did you, what did you think as a kind of a narrative device? The whole kind of you can forget someday, you can uh, <laughs> pretend they never existed. Type deal. I
3: didn't I didn't really get that into that. I think a lot of these films is just you're just kind of like oh imagine this was it, and then you just kind of need to go. Oh, that that would be weird, but <laughs> it was the actual movie that was like better and like it was like yeah. more like a tool to show you the memories, rather than that was the point, like and what the philosophical questions of it. But, yeah. aye, I think it was interesting. But you obviously see at the start that it doesn't work because Kirsten Dunst answers the phone and they say, "Oh, we can't do it three times in a month." So, see if you were in the place, you'd go, "Right, well, I'm, I'm not having that because yeah, <laughs> it yeah. really doesn't fucking work."
1: I right. I thought, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's I like small time the operation was because you'd think, like, your immediate think, well, oh, make this a big corporation. Like, they've they've made billions of dollars off this idea. But yeah, I how expecting, was expecting,
3: like, the place in San Junipero, like, when it's massive, got yeah. like, all these things stored, you know what I mean? Like, people's <laughs> consciousness.
2: <laughs> See, I'm you I'm just mentioned that. that there, Nicky, about, um, you can only do it three times a month. So, are we to believe, or is it left to interpretation, like, at the end where it jumps back three times, um, like When they're running in the snow and they obviously decide to kind of give it a go again and it jumps back three times, is that like to say basically that across all these timelines they tried it three times but eventually no, they always ended it, up not, together? She's,
3: and she's then just saying it's, the three <laughs> is not snow. like
2: the, the limit, so he's just saying they're not doing it that many times for that person. I know, but, but three is the number that they used to of jumps back that when at the very end, so. Her,
3: I think they could have met like infinite times yeah I mean, um, we could just be watching them going over and you over see if you actually watch
2: the very last scene and it just over and over again they just they just run the same sequence three times of them running in the snow so that's why I'm thinking maybe three was more significant than we actually thought yeah and they did do it three times in the month ultimately they both found each other back to each other and then it... do,
0: you no. that, do you not find that beautiful That are not quite I, mean,
2: it's like, I, I think I, I, the point I, of I, it, I like that the not, story again not that's not what sorry sorry i, could, I, I I guess that's not what I don't like about it it genuinely is just like the characters were so unlikable for me that I couldn't actually get on board with the story Yeah, and I didn't believe in the relationship once I've debated to Truffles best before and Truffles has said he needs to love the
3: characters I I don't need to love them mate I just need to not hate them them. I've never said that (laughs) it was something like that the, Aye, thing, yeah. the thing we'll is, totally right, see course, the bit. very,
2: very first scene when we, we meet, when they get them meeting on the train? I think it just properly puts me off because he clearly doesn't really want to talk to her because he's an introvert, there. And, and she is, as I've mentioned many times, a freak with a stupid haircut. So the last thing... <laughs> yeah, but that like, was seen as the last in thing the early 2000s. Seen, oh, nah, last just thing, seems like oh, I'm man. sorry. There is no way that that could have been at all, like, I don't know, flirting or... It was, or, That or, was nah, like Avril No chance. I, I, mate, honest to god she had fingerless gloves for fuck's sake
3: <laughs> I continue <can laughs> to remember that's what people dress
2: like
3: exactly what people dress like now? some 2000s? people
2: dress like that some people but there is absolutely uh, clearly Jim Carrey <laughs> didn't dress like that so why in <clears> hell would he <throat> think that that was a use and he just watched her fucking poor like Jaeger ain't your tea Who thinks Jaeger would you? I
3: think Jim Carrey's uh, uh, Again I'm going to say Jim Carrey's amazing <laughs> See the bit where he's Playing like himself When he's younger That's one of the saddest Things I've ever seen He's pure crying And like wanting his mum And all that
2: and then, she fla- can...
3: and then she Flashes a fanny at him I mean Come on <laughs> See I said but this that's When, when I was watching it, Who is really attracted To a groin so he's like, he's like <laughs> attracted to I've the never game. seen anyone as like, I really, I really like the sight of he, really, he doesn't like strangling What's the, the last
0: thing you? <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I couldn't help but think about that scene like after watching the Jim and Andy um uh, documentary that when there. Uh, he was being a four-year-old. He was just belligerently storming around the set, pretending to be. Uh, well, that yeah, that documentary. That days,
3: Jim Carrey, he's a total dick in that thing. However, he has a genius stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, slightly. Totally, I thought that he was totally, um, he's totally acting like a dick like a dick, Jim and Jimmy. And I was like, what? I was like, people were just putting up doing that. I was
3: like, mate, you're not Andy Garvin. And I mean, that's what I said. That, See that? Like, when he, he keeps different. saying that, I'd have been like, look, you're, you're not. Like, you're you're just not. Just stop this. <laughs> it's just all adults here. Wait, have I said moon. that? He is amazing as Andy Goffman
0: it's, it's like like the performance was decent. He did a decent performance as Andy government and, and then the movie itself wasn't even that dino. It was like it was just kinda like, <laughs> It was
3: alright.
0: Uh, I do however
3: I think Jim is one of the most underrated actors in the world, even though he does get paid a lot. But I think was, I said this to David before, I think there's so many good dramatic actors, there's very few really good comedy actors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's <laughs> see. He was the top of the, the, the favourite. Has somebody watching the telly in the background, somebody being truffles?
0: My nope. god,
3: that is loud. Yeah, I
0: think there might be some sorry echo going on. But um, so let's, let's, not stray too, let's not stray too far off the move. But I really did think uh, Jim Carrey gave an excellent performance. And I feel like that's the thing, like, see really good comedy actors who can also act dramatically. Because even when they bring it, even when they bring a kind of natural comedy to the roles that they play, it really kind of brings them to life. You know, like uh, it means it doesn't look like they're taking themselves too seriously. Even when they're playing like somebody kind of sad and depressed, like like Joel Barish. But um, yeah, I mean, I've been uh, to bring it back to what we were talking about before about the um, the memory loss thing. I thought I think it was like a I think it was actually a really kind of nice device because I think the fact see the fact that they made it that it doesn't really work. It kind of made it. It kind explores the idea that you know, like love is kind of it's like unscientific or it's like incurable. You know what
3: I mean? Yeah, that's what I took from. It. You can't you can't erase the memories of an ex. You just need to come to terms with that. You can erase
0: the memories, but
3: they if they met if they meet
0: again, they'll just fall in love again because it's this kind of mm-hmm. incurable will disease that like <laughs> love is just something that you can't escape despite despite how painful it can be. Which I thought was another. Yeah, I just, I, I try and again,
2: arc. again, again. I know. I keep coming back to that, and I do. I want to get on haircuts. I get. I get what you're saying. Um, no, at all, honestly. <laughs> 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 you put me off. It's going to have a valid point there, if I No, really. <laughs> Nah, I, like, I, I do, do want it. to get. Impl- I do want to get involved with that. I get that it's like clearly, inevitably, they'll end up together, and in their memories. They're going to try and you know, it was almost like their memories were given to everybody's. Um like Joe was coming to life and he's on memory to effectively try and so that it, it save it to, so that yeah. he would end up with that outcome. That's what I took from it. and I did I did like the concept, as I said. That's not my issue with it. Um, I was trying to get on board. It's really just that um, I just think inevitably I wouldn't want to end up with that person, <laughs> like the person that yeah. wiped the brain, Even if that yeah. technology was available. I know, Nick, like, you're like, oh, but it's not real. But if... If it was real, then why would I want to get with somebody that wiped I my mean, memory? You're <laughs> right. I
3: mean, I know, but, ne- <laughs> but they, 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 neither of them know that the other one's wiped their memory, though, because then the memory's wiped, so they don't know each other. Uh, well, they did. They don't remember that they wiped their memory, so they did eventually.
2: They did eventually meet each other for the
3: first time. I'm pretty sure for the last time they were kind of uh, very I mean, much aware of it. Yeah, they're aware of it, so uh, yeah. I suppose. I mean, I, you I, know, if, actually, if it was me, Higgins, what you're saying, if it was yeah. me in that position and I was with somebody and they were going, oh, he's a fucking Aldi, oh, we wank and stuff, I'd go, right, I'm not. I'm not going back to them, obviously. They no, but it's not even just because
2: they've, they've that argued. Something. Like, it clearly wasn't the... Like, there was very few nicey-nicey points in the relationship that run about in the snow and that. That's, like, the only kind of nice bits we see. A lot of it is a really dysfunctional, freaky sort they of look, relationship. But look back like, on
3: that and, like, he sees that, like, when he ran out of the house, that he shouldn't have done that. He should have stayed for an experience rather than being scared mm. of it. So I think they're uh, how to much to of that? It? How potatoes on. come on? You're you're so loud. You've touched on a point. You've
0: touched on a point there, Jack. Um, I think this is something that people like with other Charlie Coffin films that people kind of have a problem with. That he kind of writes these kind of like deeply flawed, often kind of like cynical characters, and you struggle to get on board with them. But I think that like I think the thing is though, like I feel like you gotta get you gotta get you gotta get, you gotta get on board with just the fact that they're like flawed.
3: Uh, mm. like, if you're gonna get because, me on like, boldly, because they're
0: you know, just to so hell. get on because, because get like, on, yeah sort of be like cats. like that's the thing though and I feel like at the same time though like I feel like you don't have to you don't I suppose I suppose you did make the point earlier that you'd rather just not hate them than not like them but I feel yeah, like it's, it's just kind of like it's almost a insecurity I think through like the characters he writes and I think that the devil's present in these folk did Danny
2: yeah mess up potatoes. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that was strange that, that was strange like, Thank you, you potatoes <laughs> I said does anyone dress up with potatoes because that's what that lassie does like we can get over the haircuts we can get over the match does she actually, I don't even remember that, that is in our weird. apartment he uh, walks hey, in and she's getting...
0: the first time she has me potato people
2: she makes potato people oh, God, and she's an, a, and she's a raging alcoholic like surely there should be red flags going on here Ow. Has, uh, um, uh, see the bit where he's sitting reading a book and she
3: comes in really? I felt bad him then as well I was like what poor wee guy sitting in waiting. And then mm. she acts like he's a bad guy when he when he snaps. Listen,
2: said, oh. Kate Winsley's character has used and abused poor Jim Carrey. Um <laughs> I think she has took advantage of a very introverted man on the train, took him back to her weird witchy <laughs> lair with the potato people.
1: With the, potato people. the <laughs> she has.
2: And then she seduced him with her groin. <laughs> Honestly, that that that's the bit that made me. Nobody <laughs> <like. sighs> see you take it
1: back to the question away for the potato people away for the groins right like, you ask the question like how much of it is like love is timeless and that i don't think really that's it. i think it's more this sort of misplaced wish fulfillment because i think every relationship when it comes to an end no matter how long or short it was you're always looking back thinking what if and effectively, this is a journey through that entire what-if, every what-if of the relationship, cult- cultivating, like we said, in that moment, where he's like, oh, if i stayed in the house that night, how could things have been different? So it's like everyone almost craves that fresh start, you know, whether you want to admit it to yourself or not, I think, in any relationship. So I think that's what the movie's try to achieve, more than this idea mm. that people are fated to be together, if you get what I mean.
0: Yeah. No, in fact, that's a really interesting Dick, And do you know what? Actually probably fit. actually probably fits better... But the kind of cynical, <laughs> kind of cynical nature of the uh, this guy's work. Yeah. But let's see, let's see, let's move on to a wee bit more kind of the, the kind of direct and the kind of visual style. D- despite what you thought of the kind of like mind duration or like the deep, deep into the streams themselves, I thought that the the visual style, like see like the the actual like what you're seeing as the memories are being wiped, I thought it was really effective. Like it just looks great like seeing you see people's faces start to disappear and yeah, the no. noises and uh, just like people moving out of focus until you can't even like make out what they are anymore i thought it was really really cool yeah
1: it was uh, it was brilliant like that like you're saying the visual of the style especially for the 90s as well i loved the way that they shot 2000s. the Aye, okay. <laughs> thank you for correcting me on that nicky what would yeah, we do cool. without you but uh, <laughs> 2004, <I> do...
3: 2004,
1: <laughs> yeah 2004 correct i i do love um when they go back to the office in the memories um, and how everything's shown through like flashlight in there um, like, and I think that's a really really nice uh, demonstration of what we're talking about. I love the way they make Jim Carrey look the size of a child but still Jim Carrey. Yeah. I couldn't quite figure out how they did that like, they I done it in
3: just... The same way that um, Peter Jackson filmed The Hobbits it's yeah, just depth yeah, de- de- perception Yeah,
1: because like, I, I, like, I, really I, I, I
3: was
1: I was like, what the hell I had to go
3: there after because I was like, that looks amazing it did look it was so convincing. It was really, really I
1: amazing. I loved the transitions between memories as well, Ian, you're bringing that up. Um, I thought they were really, like, really deftly done. There's a point where he falls over and falls into this chair, but it's almost like he's it's forced into the chair before the yeah. chair's even there, uh, which I really loved in terms of, like, demonstrating how he's not in control of it. And it's Ellen Kuras who's the cinematographer of this, and she didn't really make anything this high-profile before... Or after it, which is weird to me, because I think she's really, really effective, like in you know what she does here. So it baffles me that she's not had like you know such high profile work after this movie came out.
0: Yeah, no, no, totally. I mean, so I thought that was really cool about the really cool about the visuals. Like, do you know when? you know when you can't think of someone's face, or there's something just on the tip of your tongue, like a mm-hmm. word, and you can't get it? I feel like yeah. that's What the screen looked like somehow yeah. just like captured that. Like, oh, that's like when you can't. When you go like, oh, what happened yeah. again? Like what? Like what color were their eyes, or whatever, whatever the fuck? That yeah,
1: feels like I felt like it was just a super really, like really good representation. Totally. And then also in the scene in the library as well, when like the titles are fading from the books and stuff. Like and she shows like the memory sort of incomplete or those uh, things outside of what she's saying because that's when she gives the speech uh, that he says he'll never forget and always remembers. You know what I mean? Um, when they when they first meet. Um yeah. so the fact that the books and all that are faded and the titles are good from I thought that was a really nice touch. There were so many of those really nice visual touches like in the film you know, Like I think that's probably the thing I liked most about it, rather yeah. than like its the central message or its construct. I just thought it's extremely uh, adequately well shot. It was fantastic.
0: Yeah, and what, what about you what about you, uh, Nikki and Jack, what do you guys reckon like, despite uh Issues, despite issues we may have had here or there about haircuts, are <laughs> haircuts I never really thought
3: about yet. the visuals much, but I thought the music was class. It's all I've really good. Yeah, really kind of, the music's amazing, like, yeah. like, see, everything that happens, it all changes during that. It was yeah. kind of like, I don't know, like, it's hard to explain. Like, see, like old movies, you would have that somebody like playing the piano and it would all change, like Lauren yeah. Hardy and sing, like, Laurel Harding, things like it that. Was all, it was all like a kind of nice home movie, like, when it was like nice, I, it was brilliant, it nice man. yeah.
0: No, not no, then.
2: That's no, what I, I liked. liked. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, didn't didn't really take much notice of the music, but um, no, I think I agree with Truffles. I think um, the the cinematographer should have probably went on to do other things, and I'm surprised he's not been linked to Kaufman again. I, I don't know if she's she done anything more high profile with him, but mm. you you would think that the success that she obviously brought him with this movie... Um, aside from me obviously um, <laughs> she um, you would think she went on to do something bigger or better but yeah I think it's alright there's loads and loads of shots but there's one particular shot that I feel like didn't even really need to be in there would, would be the shot of the groin like I feel like you know I feel like that sometimes can just be a use of a, a camera man to be like yeah. You know, I just, think if that was a female nature, Shades of you know I mean? Leon really the Professional, you know, I just feel like it probably wouldn't do that well. Wow, well, that's, that's a throwback, it.
3: Higgins. That was back in the old days, and I used to take notes and that.
2: I love it with lots of films. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit like, we could be cons- 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 misconstrued, you know, as a wee bit perverted. I think it just doesn't really need to be that, to be in there. Uh, you would have got the same effect by just, like covering it up and him looking at the groin, or, or you know, a, a late, or even the same shot, but it doesn't really need to be as uh, I don't know invasive. Yeah. Mm. Now, so we've some different opinions here and there. Um,
0: I think we've had some really good discussion on this movie. So I feel like uh, to wrap things up, we should give things the the arbitrary the mm-hmm. arbitrary uh, number out of ten, just so we, uh, everyone knows exactly what we all thought of it in a numerical scale. So, mm-hmm. uh, to, what would you what would you give this from at like, ten?
1: Oh, that's actually—it's a tough one. I'm probably going to give
0: this a solid eight. Yeah, thats i would say it's completely fair. what, about you, Nicky? Uh, ten, mate. Ten. Ten, out ten. ten. out of ten. Ten
3: out of ten. I loved it. Up I loved every happen, minute man.
2: of it. I was pure gripped. <laughs> yeah, Nicky. Mate. Mind you used to. Mind you used to moan on this. Mind you used to hate films. <laughs> Higgins <listened laughs> to last you. couple
3: of podcasts, mate. Uh, What's mate? happened to you? <laughs> I was. I was Oh, that was bad
2: last Tell week. The love, man. The love. <laughs> what, what, what about you, Jack? I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm always dreading. I'm uh, always I'm sure you're holding it for this, but <laughs> it's, it's not getting any more than a four for me. Whoa. What about the haircuts? Woo. The um, haircuts um, out <laughs> uh, no, let me, let me just give a, be wee, a be some a summarising of it. You know, I can appreciate the wankiness. I like movies like The Big Lebowski, and others that you know have got a certain. Je ne sais quoi. Je
1: ne sais wank. <laughs> wankiness. Really. And
2: I think for me, this was just no doing it for me. The the plot was enough to keep me ticking over, and it gets at a four, but ultimately, aye, it's not, not a rewatcher.
0: Uh, harsh, but fair, but not that fair, harsh. I don't know.
2: <laughs> uh, That's you know, never speak you to me ever again. <laughs> I, that,
0: that, uh, I'm not recommending you what's <laughs> your so, um, rating i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a good like nine nine point two e- easy it's, it's like it really is it really is a like an all-time favorite but like obviously like it does have i mean it's it's not it's not perfect but there's so much stuff that i love about it and just i love the i love the visual side i love the story i love the kind of like i love the story elements i think uh it's quite well done we didn't actually get a chance to talk too much about um elijah wood and Stuff apart from the haircuts, but I thought that was a, kinda like kind of like a nice, nice wee add-on. I thought it was a good narrative device to like see the kind of pitfalls. I just
3: see Elijah <laughs> with his Frodo.
2: Straight
3: away, he says, "What's Frodo doing
2: here?" I, I, it's I'm such... the same. I'm the exact same, except it was Frozo with the with the Batista beard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he walks for miles inside a pit of danger, and he's a wee fucking pervert, man. He really just—he, dis- I really—he was a him dick in that despicable. film,
3: I find him so despicable. Hey, that's really good, mate. That's what I'm, I'm uh, at this point. I'm surprised he didn't get loads and loads of villain roles. You soon when you watch him, that you're like,
0: yeah. you're a wee prick. Anyway, so I think that just about wraps up our uh, conversation about Eternal Sunshine today. So let's move on to a couple of wee news stories. I uh, had a couple mm. of new trailers out uh, in the recent past. First of which was. Uh, the Disney's new Cruella film, starring Emma Stone as the as the titular titular villain, I assume anti-hero protagonist that we love to hate. Uh, this time around, uh, let's get, uh, let's, get a, let's get a few opinions in about what we thought of this trailer. Uh, David, I could tell I could tell by your wee uh, exclamation there that I think you might have liked it.
1: Cruella is one of the the, the most iconic Disney villain of all time. There, I said it. I said it. She has the most most recognisable style, uh, the most devilishly campish laugh on the planet. I think she's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. When I heard her making a Canela movie, I was all in, and I was like, you're going to be prepared for disappointment when the trailer comes out. I was not disappointed, in the slightest. This, I didn't realise like who was behind making this, right? It's directed by uh, Craig uh, Gillespie, who directed I, Tonya, which I thought is one of the more underrated movies of the last couple of years. So that's a fantastic mockumentary. Go and check that one out. It's written written by Dana Fox, right? Who most recently did The Wedding Date, What Happens in Vegas. Um, isn't it romantic, all of these ones? But more specifically, more specifically, it was written by Tony McManarra, who is a writer of The Favourite, which is a weird-ass Tony, Tony who, sorry? Shut up. All right. Mac Mac Mar- Tony, T- Tony,
3: Tony, Tony. Tony. Tony Carbonara. Tony,
1: Tony, Tony McNamara. I can never say Tony that. Tony Macaroni. But he wrote The Favourite, a, a really strange cookie movie that I absolutely loved. All and right. I was like, oh, mummy daddy, here we go. This trailer to me, it's Miranda Priestly meets The Joker. I am... All for it. The devil wears Prada, but Karela wears black and white. I cannot wait to watch this movie. I'm, I'm completely <laughs> oh sold God. on it.
0: <laughs> that was that was like a, that was like a wrestling promo
3: there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> what every conversation man's like. And you know what? Karela can beat can beat me in <laughs> <and> hell <laughs> in a cell. All right.
0: So what? What do you reckon? Do you, you share the same enthusiasm? Mate,
3: uh, when I first heard about this I was like why is she so young I would rather have like yeah. Gillian Anderson being Cruella but then when I choice. seen the trailer I was like "Absolutely, ah, alright it just kind of looks like like fucking Harley Quinn but it's it's Cruella and I think Emma yeah. Stone's good but, but as I said I'd I rather she was older and it was Gillian Anderson yeah I think I feel like Emma Stone was definitely a strange
0: choice for this one I don't know I feel like Emma Stone's too kind of likeable I don't know if she like comes across as nothing exactly
3: more a villain someone who looks a, a bit, bit more Girl
0: a villainous. Villainous. exactly because Girl Devils has that like really electric like villain personality in uh, the animated one
3: she like, all watch when we were younger she was terrifying
1: Glenn Close let's not let's not overlook Glenn Close if you're going to do it older you would go back to Glenn Close because Glenn Close was absolutely fantastic I like it was, was what's the name again Glenn Close <laughs> Glenn Close oh, yeah, thank, thanks, I like I like that, like, that they went, Oh, my God, Nikki, Listen, long story short, I've had two cocodamol and two uh, Ibuprofen oh before God. we came on air. So I've never met, Right,
3: let's just get this out of the way. Is this your first time taking cocodamol Because you've mentioned that about seven <laughs> times since I <I've laughs> even dropped them off. Listen. Like it's some sort of illegal drug. Listen, pain listen. I'll, I'll, it. I took two cocodamol
1: before coming on air. But that doesn't change the fact that Crell will be emotion. Well, well, you've of it, not heard this.
3: So went from airshot all the way there to give him codeine and ibuprofen. Do, do, would you presume that he'd say thanks, thanks, thank thanks for that? Yeah, of course. That's that. Well, that's all oh, I you would what you did wrong. Oh, did he grab
0: him and grab them <laughs> and shut the door? Did <laughs> he? And, and hold back <laughs> in his, <in> his
1: foot.
0: <laughs> uh, what what were you, you? You've been awful quiet in the Crellah proceedings so far, what do you reckon?
1: Oh I didn't like her hair.
2: You gotta give me that. You gotta give me that. Um no, listen, stop making fucking remakes, Disney. Just make something actually new and agreed. Agreed. Like something that I can yeah. get invested in. That's all that's all. That's all I've got to say. Stop making remakes. Normally I'd agree, but it's Cressida though, so give them a nah, give break. Right? I don't need to Cressida. I know exactly nah, what she's Cruella like already. Was a I know what she's movie. like as a cartoon? I know what she's like as a live action person, a live action person. Exactly. <laughs> I don't need a person. Stupid, stupid Emma Stone and her bloody La La Land stupidness oh don't you start dissing La La Land right? exactly
1: we've
0: already fucking locked horns with this
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking you down Sheila. <laughs> you'll never a host in this again honestly it's just I, I, I'm not really that bored for it well i go maybe well I'll go watch it as if I can go in I'll not watch
3: see. it well it does look good
2: I'll uh, I'll de- I'll definitely give her a
0: watch just as a, as a matter of curiosity. I just want to see what how Emma Stone does because obviously I'm saying it's absolutely like it's an unconventional uh, choice for the role, but I'm interested to see because I do like Emma Stone. I just hope that this is the right role. This is the right role for her, and if or if she can rise rise the challenge or something kind of so iconic. But this is what's so worrying about these kind of remakes and stuff. It's like you don't want to sully like the great legacy that the old
3: characters already left behind. Yeah. I don't exactly. I seen that Super Bowl um, advert and it was Timothy. Sh- I think Truffle told me that Tim- Tim- Timothy Shalomie was playing Edward Scissorhands.
1: It if it's Timothy Shalomie, then I definitely told you about it. I was <laughs> furious
3: because I absolutely love Edward He gave you a piece of paper. Just leave, leave it really alone. It. Just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> just a picture yeah. of him. <laughs> but see if they done it with Edward Scissorhands, I would be furious. And I think that's them going to test in the water a bit to see people wanting him again. But that would I just I agree with Higgins I just think stop doing remakes. You've got so many talented people, just get them to write new stories and get younger people in them.
1: Listen, I normally would agree with you. Is that after opening night, when I take off my several fur coats, I'm going to wear my Cruella Deville wig and my long cigarette, I will be right back with you. Sitting watching Disney Plus. Sitting watching <laughs> <on> Disney Plus. <laughs> several days before it comes out. <laughs> um, just like just I look like in my flat.
2: Um, but I'm all for it. I can't wait for it. Truffles, oh, wow. I know you're all for it, man. I I used to spend uh, many a day in your room, mate, and you used to have a Cruella Deville, a Maleficent, and a something else villain uh, action figures above your wardrobe until you're about fourteen years old. So how did, how um, did nobody know Truffles? I, <laughs> how did nobody know he was by How did nobody know? <laughs> <laughs> this is like, if your
1: memory, think? if your memory got <laughs> erased, it would just be going back through time like and saying, How did nobody know like, year after year after year? <laughs> 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 so
0: um, talking about things I want removed from memory uh, fucking Snyder Cut what do you guys
3: uh, what yeah. do you guys think? I'd like to start with this I'm furious about this see that's right this is a, I hate this about the whole media just just release it see all this oh the first look at Zack Snyder's cut and it's just a picture of the Joker's face like who honestly fucking cares Why all this so build up people. for a short four this hour cut problem. or whatever <laughs> Obviously, man, it drives me mental. It's, it's just... the same thing. It's just to is the competitive football. It's built up, built up, built up. And then it's no, no. Can't do this. We built, built up. Built up and then it's just it's a fucking movie. That's
2: all mm. it is I, I, I can't think, be harsh to I, I, I mean, I agree with you, but I, I don't like that analogy because. To me football is so unpredictable, Nicky, you know. <laughs> every every struggle. And it's now every no. Game <laughs> no, I gave you a sign, but I think like, yeah, it's it's built up to be this thing, but it's also just a marketing tool to get clickbait, so they're just like, ah yes, we'll put slap Joker's face on it and they've been in it for like two minutes, whereas in a football game they obviously like build it up with a an actual pre-show and then a yeah. football game—you'd never actually know what's going to happen. There maybe I no no, but there'll still be stuff happening in the game. It's yeah. ninety minutes long. Whereas a movie, you know, it's, we're just going to get absolute drivel. Let's be honest. Yeah. Then, <laughs> I'm gonna—I'm I'm gonna say this
0: right now. I think the Justice League should just curl up and die. Like, just accept that the movie was a failure. Move on to something else. Reboot it for all I fucking care But don't th- Don't try and mess With the mangled corpse Of what already was Justice League The fucking Frankenstein it's, I have been, if was, be... if was, if the Zack
3: Snyder Cut that good It would have been that The first time I mean See, Well so you know, I that's, uh, that's unfair to say It is complicated And I
1: normally would agree with you So I'm trying to be The voice the, the of reason here that the devil's advocate Like Zack Snyder Had a personal tragedy yeah, Which forced, forced him out
0: Even at that Trump, I feel like the, the movie's Been shot Like the movie's been <laughs> shot and it's just not. It's just not right. And it's not. There's not. It's not an editing issue. It's not a pacing issue. Although mm. I mean, these are all. These are both issues. But it's yeah. not. There's a fundamental problem with the Justice League movie. It's just. it's no, just I agree. It was trying I, to be. It was trying. It was trying to be the Avengers, and I was trying to be with the DC fans, and it became this kind of monster, monster chimera that nobody like. <laughs> that
3: nobody ended up liking. And lesson, I don't think yeah, to, DC think just can't, Are just trying so to rush being like Marvel, and it's just. Becoming a fucking mess. I people agree. are debating that all day, but they're just there's what Michael Keaton is Batman now. and Robert Pattinson is Batman. It's like there needs to be a clear vision. Of Listen, what
1: doing. I agree with you to an extent, but I I do know that there will be people clamoring in to see Zack Snyder's ju- uh, ju- cut of the Justice League, and we we'll want to see it. And I do, it, I, I do think I do think it will be a superior film in the end to the one we got. Ultimately, I ultimately I do think that, but having said that there's too many problems with the DCEU for as it is for me right now for it to actually have a chance at being resurrected i do think this will be the last hurrah for what it was meant to be or what Zack Snyder wanted it to be and then we can move on with whatever new stuff they want to do here on in you know what i mean mm.
0: yeah yeah do you know what? i mean that's it's a it's a fair point i'm not, i'm not holding out any hope but no. uh but i like I'm I'm glad I'm glad there's pe- I'm glad there's people on the on the side of reason because I'm just I'm not watching anything anyway. that's
3: that's that long. Yeah, the <laughs> Irish I'm just being that long, I'm for, not for having fun. it
1: yeah, yeah well it's the joker we haven't even brought up the joker the joker stuff was bullshit i'm not even going to try and defend that like see when they said we are we live in a society i was like here we fucking go again i can't deal with this fucking philosophical joker crap that people are trying uh, to shove uh, down my throats like in uh, the past fucking years you know what i mean like i, I know I, like what the joker, I know. chaos i know what he's loved that joker movie it what, I, I've, I've tried so many times it wasn't for me it just wasn't for me, and I don't like that interpretation of the Joker. And I don't, I, I like it even less now that Jared was doing it. So I'm, I'm completely out on
3: that. I like it, but I think you need different perspectives. I think it's like the perspective of this Cruella film, it's not the to same correct. you get when you watch watching one Dalmatians. Correct, it's, it's just a different not, thing. It's just not the She's perspective the for I, I me.
2: I don't actually agree that uh, we should all have our own opinions. I think you should all succumb to my opinions, to be completely <laughs> Um well, I that's think thrott- <laughs> <points. laughs> <laughs> you've yeah. uh, Cruella is shite, Truffle, so remember that. Um,
3: <laughs>
2: Ian, <and> Ian, <laughs> Ian, he's getting he's getting put off the air at this point so you
1: can just move on to the next topic whenever
0: oh you, he you want he to
3: censored it. me last week well,
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I could talking
0: about movies being shit or them being devalued as uh, Martin Scorsese might say let's talk about the Martin Scorsese essay that he brought out um Recently, he was talk basically talking about uh, for anyone who hasn't read it that uh, streaming services are devaluing the art of cinema by reducing like films to just content. It's just something to be quickly produced and consumed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, financial gain,
2: essentially. Can so, uh, what can you I start got, on what you this about one. old Marty? What would you reckon this guy? Can I can I start on this one since yeah, I've been, been raging all the time? Um, yeah. Listen, like, he he brought out a film like at, at kind of peak uh, Wuhan flu. Um, with The Irishman, right? And I know that um, obviously people were able to go places at this point, so it wasn't yeah. a real threat to our society. But he did endorse a movie, Netflix movie, you know, and put it on their streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I can't, I don't believe that it went to the cinemas. So why, is he now, just went full circle and went, aye, they're absolutely shocking. Because of course they're devaluing, like, of course, that is what's happening, but... Listen, Marty. That's the the world we're living in right now. Unfortunately, Because many places can't go anywhere, and that's just the the way it is. And although many countries are moving out of lockdowns and, and restrictions, like we're still going to have to rely on these services in case anything else happens that cinemas are going to be uh, obsolete. And yes, they're devaluing it, but that's just as I said. That's just the sign of the times, mate. Like you've got to move on, man. And I think the fact that he actually in november or december whenever the irishman came out yes. um, like he did endorse netflix he had a choice there to say no to netflix the biggest streaming uh, streaming service in society there is but he decided to make a movie where in fact not just a movie but like one of the most anticipated movies because it was on netflix and because mm-hmm. it was a scorsese and because it was three hours long and it was a gangster film like so he can't now turn around and go, I had yeah, he's devaluing it. Like, yeah, as if that wasn't his whole plan the first, like, when yeah. he first brought out that. It's
1: tough because, like, Irishman got a cinematic release so it could qualify for the Oscars, essentially. Um, That's what and, it was. I couldn't remember. And, and to probably appease Scorsese. I'll, I'll start by saying this. Martin, there's no one who loves film more than Martin Scorsese. Yeah. And I don't doubt that the place he is coming from with that essay is what he firmly believes to be, right? Yeah. And, yeah, it comes from a love of movies. But I think he, I don't want to go into every minutia, but just a general sort of sweeping concern of streaming services or things moving online. I just want to give a personal analogy. Like, obviously, as you, you know, I've made a film, 10 Reasons Not to Make a Movie trailer comes out uh, March the 5th.
3: plug. I just leave
1: a few seconds there, like that second. But (laughs) when we first started making that film, there was a huge concern about the route we would take to try and get that in front of people, and to try and get that in front of the right people, and to try and get the film made. And one of the things we found now that with the pandemic, a lot of film festivals have moved online, and it's given us a better opportunity and a better chance to try and get our work seen and in terms of martin scorsese is a working class filmmaker for working class filmmakers this move to an online space is actually going to be for the better and for the benefit and open a lot of doors that were previously closed bros by uh all of that you know i don't know what to call it by this cultish mentality of it has to be 30 million it has to be this you have to show it in this yeah. i'll look at the equipment look at what views here and I do think that by saying that streaming services are only making things for content, you're scanning over the fact that it's actually giving more opportunities to more filmmakers and more creators to get involved in that process and make their own stuff. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so there is a double-edged sword because I love the cinema. I love the sanctity of the cinema. It's one of the things I've missed most about the lockdown, in all honesty, yes. is going to the cinema because I love that experience. I, I do think, though, that he is missing... The boat and a lot of those things that in a lot yeah, of deposits are coming point out of that. fucking <laughs> hell I was quiet. Like <laughs>
3: oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah I, was, I, was gonna, I, was, I was gonna say that we going to go on it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank fuck for that, man. I was going to go to ramble as well, but I'll, I I'll, let, just, I'll let you go. I've got nothing to say, everything's been kind of wrapped up there. What I was going to say was, I'm agreeing with Truffles here. I think Martin Scorsese as a grumpy old snob. I think. I never as... said that. You're not against truffles, are you? I never said <laughs> that. Truffles, so Jerry Seinfeld during lockdown done a big essay about people were saying that New York was dead because it's all rich people. He had a big essay saying New York's not dead. It's still what it was. where you're owning like a hundred million apartment in the middle of it, big massive garage for about two hundred million, you're like, well, obviously you don't think it is because you've got money. So Mark says he's in a position where he can make anything he wants and he gets as much money as he wants. He doesn't understand the position where some people are in, but they're made, the best money they're going to get offered is for Netflix, the best chance to make a movie they want to make. So, obviously, they're going to take it. So I don't get how he thinks his opinion on that matters and he's at kind of the tail end of his career, the what matters at people that are at the start of their career and trying to make
2: movies that people like. Nicky? Yes. Yeah. Nail on head, mate.
3: Exactly. <laughs> It just yeah. passes me off. I don't get Nail all these old guys hit. thinking that their opinion matters on what's uh, going on. It really now. doesn't. Like think, that, that's yeah. what I
2: mean. It's, it's a it's a wasting away theory for guys like Scorsese and Spielberg and that. They can have their opinion, obviously. But in the, the day, you're right. It's um, it's giving the opportunity for for new people to step in and take this place. Their their days are gone. Their yeah, days are numbered. See, for, like, like, for example, it, King of Staten Island. Kind of None of us would have romantic seen. Romantic sorry, Dean. when you go. Should be.
0: And I think it's like I think you know it's like these days it's like he, he's saying that as if nowadays like Netflix and stuff is just making people kind of you know like kind of mindless zombies just watching stuff over and over again, mm. just watching stuff over and over again in a screen that's the like the same size, sa- like everything's the same sizes kind of thing. He, he, he says like all images are valued the same. It's kind of holding on to this kind of romantic idea of what the cinema should be. I couldn't I disagree like,
3: more like, with that man. I honestly, couldn't. Uh, like I mean, it's can it's I start claim out? None of us would have went to the cinema to see it. I would because I like Pete Davidson better get released in houses and it done ridiculous numbers because people yeah. want to what see the that old phrase cream rises to the top see if something's good it's good regardless of oh, what so else yeah,
0: more people are watching more movies as well like, exactly, exactly. Like, if it wasn't people Netflix, that probably didn't watch Netflix, before, like amazon prime other other streaming sites i wouldn't mm-hmm. have seen anywhere near the yeah. amount of cinema yeah. i wouldn't have experienced ever near the amount of great great cinema which has like totally enriched my like nut no- Knowledge of movies and stuff. I've hadn't uh, had access to them through these
3: platforms. It's definitely. I think it makes you want to go and see movies more because you find a director you like, and then they release a new movie, and then you go to the cinema and see it. Yeah, that's
0: what I would do. It makes a good point. It would. It would be sad to see the kind of era of the cinema like go away. It is like, just like, like if like we're being honest, it is the best way to watch a movie. Like,
3: Mm -hmm. like
0: without a doubt. But you know, there's a there's an economical factor like we talked about earlier. Like. Uh, the co- the cost the cost of getting a movie on it, getting the movie on at cinema I never mind like the cost of just going to see one as a viewer, like yeah. uh, I think it's just like it's definitely just like it's definitely it's definitely a, it's definitely a difficult one because I can I can see where he's coming from but also it's like it's like we do live in a new we do live in a new age now and it's not like great movies still aren't being made and produced anyway it's yeah. not value it's not devaluing. The art form, because there's still great things coming out, and there's still like one of my favorite movies of all time have came out in the past, you know, five or six years. It's I'd hard, say,
1: it's hard for Scorsese, and again, it goes back to what Jack said there like, it's hard for Scorsese to take this stance when he chose to make a film at Netflix. You know yeah. what
3: yeah. I mean? It, it's, it's, a, it's they were a scary thing. amount of money. So, yeah, I don't get yeah, how you I mean. can't look at other people and go, well, they're. Adam Sandler, for example, something that makes loads of Netflix films, he will be mm-hmm. getting scary money. Oh, exactly. Just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There money. there's, he's there's money in it. money Just take it. Adam Sandler's a scam
0: artist. He basically goes like, right, give me a 90 million budget uh, and <laughs> I will... But- Spend two million making the movie and then give me and all my old SNL pals five million dollars each. He's
3: a genius, yeah. he's an absolute yeah.
0: genius. and then he puts like Pepto-Bismol and fucking Pepsi and all sorts of like paid advertising he just makes bottles of money.
3: How do he <laughs> do really well on Netflix? And see what you're saying about his friends? I was telling Truffles about this. I seen an interview with him and he was saying when Chris Farley died, he was like, oh, I'm just putting my friends and everything now. Is it because he thought he'd wasted time with working with like serious actors. So see what you said, he literally just goes, says, I'll make a movie, gets yeah. all his friends in it, pays them all, and then they're just happy. He's yeah, I mean, I mean
0: there's, something, there's something kind of, there's something kind of sweet about that, but also, he's a fucking asshole when he makes all this shit
2: nah, <laughs> nah. Good nah. Man, I like funny. And I, like, I do like that you know, look that he's bringing all, his, bringing all his mates in man that's good get the good guys in truffles mate always remember me truffles yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
0: a, he's a scam artist and I won't hear any more of it
1: at the end of that
0: at end of that I think we should um, bring the conversation to a close so
2: I want to say I want to say one last thing why didn't like I actually find cinemas this is still on the same topic by the way, I find cinemas um actually quite naive. Like I think they should have foreseen something like this coming. No, they, they, should, they should have put they should have definitely invested all the stakeholders at fucking the showcase and Odin and all these big cinema companies, Cineworld, they should have invested money in streaming services. Um mm-hmm. because they're fucked now. But I think I think they should have they should have foreseen that. Something
3: it's happening like to shops and everyone's getting left behind people that didn't I, change I don't
1: agree with that necessarily I think what they should have done and need to do now is make sure that they make the, the movie experience as good as it can be going to the cinema you know yeah. why Why are there not
2: recliner seats in every single no, cinema but you can Go still into. do both is what I mean like Cineworld could have put, as I'm saying they could have put shares or put money into uh, and get a deal with a, a streaming company so that you get some sort of um so I, I don't sort of reward that, for it. I see, I see problems then, with that, but
1: that's for a different show, I think. But to, but, have that to
2: that's, but that's the issue, though, because they are now so fucked. Like they know that the world's moving digitally. Everybody knows that. So every other company in the world is moving that direction. But cinemas, because they are a practical thing, they need to hang on to it. I don't think so. Everybody's got to make money and put bread on the table. Do you know what I mean? They should have just. That's what people like Martin Scorsese don't think about the
3: fact that these play things are a business. It's just, to him, it's this romantic thing of... I don't you know, even think, cinema,
1: that, I think that, there is reading, a, that it's not. I think there's an element you of to retain, You need to detain that romance, though, is my point. And I don't I'm think... Not, the I'm problem, not. Jack, with what you say is if the cinemas do that, then they have no problem accepting day-and-date releases, which is movies going on to streaming services the same day they go into cinemas. No, that's and time, I, don't, I don't... The, uh, I don't that's agree with that but that's, what we'll, that's exactly what will happen if all cinemas have a stake in streaming services because they have no we're going to be like oh we're making our money either way you know so how's that's to, that's to say that happen. though but
2: you would obviously have that's obviously you a would point. obviously have a deal that Well it's happening it's
1: the problem you know It's, it's, it's happening because you
2: can't go to the cinema but if you had struck a deal that said right well um, we get 10 picks um, over the over the first six months that go on cinema release and you can get other ones, and you. it's don't the, the same way they've done DVDs, but it's
1: they don't have the lemmings now, but long, they should have had.
3: And... Mm.
0: Ian, I, Ian, let's let's wrap. Let's <laughs> okay. So yeah, sorry, sorry, I, didn't, I didn't, mean to, didn't mean to cut off the conversation short. There clearly, I <laughs> had you <to> written <harden laughs> off your chest there, so I'm sorry, I apologise. That, that, that's But with that, I think we should wrap up the conversation today. So um I think today's been a great show. Some. Some lot, some locked horns, some differing opinions, some uh, <laughs> some that, some back and forth. Uh, I think it's been a really good conversation. I want to. I can't believe like, you said Adam Sandler. I will slide Adam Sandler until the day I die. All right, uh, he was good in uncut Gems, and he was good in that. Um, what was it called? He's a genius, Empire, mate. Like, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. He's good, he's good, he's good. With a good director, oh, I'm management. Him. Good for him, but apart from that, he's a bad filmmaker. Um, but I put, like, okay, sorry, oh, yeah, but like,
2: but we're cutting this off. I'm cutting this. Off. But, um, Christ, Ian, your <laughs> boss at the end and shows the meme, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, the most shocking mouth I've
3: got. Ian, I've been brought back to antagonise. That's all I do
0: here. <laughs> right, so thank you, boys, for coming on the show. Um, it's mm-hmm. been, uh, it's been, it's been a pleasure, or something like that. Uh, and thank, <laughs> you guys, I thank you everyone for listening. I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the. Uh, romance month and uh, I'll see you next month for another podcast bye bye (laughs) bye peace